Hello and welcome to In The Circle, an inside look at field hockey in the United States, a podcast that gets you closer to the athletes, staff, club administrators, coaches, umpires and fans of USA Field Hockey. Nice move this. Nice triangle of play. They thread it through here onto the right-hand side. Gonzalez again looks up. Well, it's a good opportunity getting here for USA to take the lead and they have. Harrow Sports is a proud and longtime sponsor of USA Field Hockey. Please go check out their website at harrowsports.com for all of your futures and field hockey needs. If you are a member of USA Field Hockey, don't forget to use your member code to receive a free elite backpack with the purchase of any field hockey stick, $150 and over. For more details, please log on to your USA Field Hockey account and click on member discounts to retrieve your code. Still get much more here. USA Paul Singh gets the second goal. Number 18, Paul Singh has got the second goal for USA. Today on In The Circle, I am joined by Sally Goggin and Jenna Ortega from USA Field Hockey. And as a new part of the show, I'm delighted to invite women's national team player and defender uh, Ali Campbell to come and co-host. Thank you for joining me, ladies. Thank you. Thanks for having us. No, it's a pleasure to have you on, and it's a pleasure with, with the, the focus being on the, uh, with ADM. It'll be a, a real interesting topic to discuss and look at um, developing field hockey in this country. So if you can, if you wouldn't mind telling me a little bit about yourselves and how you got into field hockey, please. Sure. Um, I guess I'll, I'll start. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, I'm Sally Goggin. I'm the National Development Director for USA Field Hockey responsible for both sport and resource development. So I've been with USA Field Hockey in this role for just over four years. And I am a product of Title IX. I grew up in a a suburb of Chicago in Illinois, and I started playing field hockey in in high school. I had never really known much about it prior to that time um, and was really excited to, to play a fall sport in high school. Um, And then from there, I went on to play at Dartmouth, and um, that's where I really learned what a big deal field hockey was. I was able to travel all over the country and to Europe to play and competed in a national championship tournament and um, just had such a great experience with field hockey. A lot of my friends um, are still my friends from field hockey teams along the way. Um, And then from there, I I have a daughter who played field hockey, um, both in high school and, and at Bucknell and started a program in our community. Um, At the time, at our high school, there were over 100 kids playing, uh, or there were over um, 300 boys playing a fall sport at the high school, but only 100 girls. So we decided to start a field hockey program, and it's now one of the most popular sports um, at our high school. So from there, I came to to U.S. field hockey, where I hope to be able to grow the sport um, across the United States at the grassroots level. Fantastic. What a story. Jenna? Yeah, and um, I can kind of chime off that. So I'm Jenna Ortega. I am the sport development manager for USA Field Hockey. I am from Glen Ellen, Illinois, and I am a product of Sally's program. Uh, (laughs) Pretty funny. Um, So I was 11 years old. I am the same age as Sally's daughter. Um, And for me, just being a kid that went out and played um, just any sport. I'm one of five kids, so constantly being dragged around everywhere. And so (laughs) 
I remember going to my soccer practice. And then once soccer practice was over, I see Sally coming over with all these sticks in her hand. Uh, she puts them down on the ground. She goes, all right, girls, we're going to play some field hockey. And I was like, what is field hockey? And I just picked up the stick and immediately loved it. Um, I just, I mean, because I was able to play with my friends. It was fun. It was fast. It was something different. I was able just, you know, to whack the ball. Um, so it was all, it was really cool experience because we are, we're all brand new. Um, but we just love sports. And so the cool thing was that Sally set up all these, you know, a couple different training sessions for us. Um, again, very low key, just had, a, had us going out and moving and playing with one another. And then we were able to finish off that season with a play day with another middle school team that had been around for, you know, many years. And <laughs> we played on turf, which we hadn't done before. And we were horrible <laughs> to start off. But um, over the, you know, that morning, you could just see the progress that we made. And I honestly don't even remember the score. I just remember us having so much fun. And once it was all over, uh, you know, kind of wondering when the next time was we were going to be able to play. So I immediately fell in love with the game and kind of the way that it should be. It's just grassroots program. It's with your friends and it's just supposed to be fun. So um, yeah, Sally was a part of that. I continued to play throughout high school. Um, I was a multi-sport athlete all growing up. And so field hockey was just one of the other sports I played. Um, always loved it, always had some fun, but didn't necessarily play year round. And then um, throughout high school, I picked it up a little bit more played at Ohio Wesleyan, a D3 college, and was able to pick up lacrosse while I was there as well. Um, and then returned back to my hometown and um, helped out with a program that Sally built out and then also coached at a brand new high school. So been involved in, you know, starting up programs, being a player in new programs, and now in my position for USA Field Hockey, I get to assist people like that across the country. Fantastic. And it's really interesting you bring up the multi-sport piece. I know this is something that you've been looking at recently. Um, what other sports did you play? You just mentioned soccer. What other sports did you play? Yeah, I played soccer. I played softball. I did golf. Um, I did karate all growing up, uh, which always was a great, great cross-training sport. Um, played basketball and uh, just played a lot of backyard sports uh, with my siblings and the neighborhood kids. Wow, what a jack of all trades. So fun. I just yeah. I love hearing people's startup stories of no matter what your age is, what you've started with, what you've gone through. I just love hearing it because it allows for this sport to continue to be so authentic and unique. And it allows you to share your story with other people. And then you find connections through that. And I just love hearing like how you and Sally you know, Sally was like the original gangsta, and then we had Sally bring Jenna into it, and I just love that so much. I, that makes my heart so happy. That's like the foundation of hockey is just bringing people that fun. Yeah, and in our roles, we've really, um, you know, field hockey was has always been a community, and for me growing up in kind of a small suburb of Chicago, uh, the hockey community was really close, but it was just our local community. And even at this national level, we've seen the hockey community across the country, but it still feels tight and close and really like a family. And, um, 
you know, Sally and I have been a part of that, that, you know, my whole life. And so it's just been really rewarding to bring that out, to develop those relationships. And I think um, that's been probably the most rewarding part about this job. Absolutely, Jenna. Still nothing makes us happier than seeing a new program get started and flourish. Uh, Jenna and I still get such a kick out of it and um, it's just the best. <laughs> yeah, that's so awesome. So then how did you guys find yourself within the U.S. field hockey world? How did you find yourself in the position you're in? And can you explain maybe a little more the nitty gritty of what you guys do day in and day out? Sure, I guess I'll start with that one. Um, a friend called and said, Sally, there's a development position open in you for USA Field Hockey, and I think you should go for it. You've just done this in our community, and you know how it, how it works, and I think you would be perfect for this role. And I applied, and I didn't get it. <laughs> I was crushed. Honestly, I was so crushed because I, I really, I was just, you know, convinced that this was going to be the perfect thing. And I didn't get it. And ironically, a year later, I got a phone call from a different friend who said, hey, did you know the national development director <laughs> position is open? I said, no, 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 you're mistaken. That was a year ago. And they said, no, it's now. So I reapplied and I um, got it this time. And I honestly, it's my dream job. Every day I get to talk to people about sport and about field hockey and about um, the life lessons that you can learn through sport and I get to work to help to help programs start um, using national programs that USA Field Hockey de develops to support grassroots growth. And um, at the time when the time came that I was able to hire um, someone to help, uh, Jenna Ortega was absolutely the first person that came to my mind. I, I teased her and say I've been recruiting her since she was eight years old or interviewing her since eight, she was eight years old. So when yeah. it became, she became available and said, yes, it was uh, just a perfect, a, a match made in heaven. Yeah. The interview process was pretty rough and very <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah. Sally approached me at the time. Uh, so I graduated in 2014 and kind of was dabbling in a couple different areas. So I didn't commit down a certain career path, but I worked as a special education assistant at a high school. I coach at uh, the brand new high school, like at the new program. I coach club. Um, I worked with the park district um, in between. I worked as a patient transporter in a local immediate care and then just did random assortment volunteer positions throughout. So again, like yeah, trying to figure out. <laughs> uh, maybe I think it's that multi-sport background, um, but I know the thing with all of the jobs that I picked up is that I really enjoyed working with people. I really enjoyed seeing people um, make progress and be successful in finding what they love um, and helping them to achieve that. And so uh, when Sally brought up this position and actually it was a time when I was kind of like buckling down and um, applying to different more, I would say career type jobs. Uh, this was one of them. So it actually was perfect timing. USA Field Hockey was hiring at the time. And she's like, I think you'll be great at this. Um, really uh, encourage you to apply and then go from there. So um, it worked out. I moved out to Colorado Springs. So that's been fun. Um, and then, like I said, bringing what we've brought 
you know, we are able to really develop in our local community and bring it to the national level um, has been really exciting. And so uh, whenever I talk to people, if they are a part of the field hockey community or sport community or not, I basically just say my job is to get more people out there playing. Um, my focus is more around kids, so getting sticks in kids' hands, not just doing a one-and-done thing, but hopefully having a lasting impact in that community so that kids have future opportunities to play, uh, whether that's, you know, through Parks and Rec, you know, just local pickup, if, or if they want to continue down, um, you know, like our futures pathway. Cool. It's really cool. Do you have Leslie Nope in there with you during the Parks and Rec? Do <laughs> you have her, you know, on a pedestal speaking out for you now. Oh yeah. <laughs> Timey is a funny way of, you know, having things come into our lives at a certain time. And it sounds like field hockey's done the same thing for you guys too. But speaking of that, you guys have recently launched the American Developmental Model. You wanna speak to that a little bit? Why don't we start with Sally again? Oh, great, okay. Um, okay, a couple of years ago, the USOPC, the United States Olympic and Paralympic Committee, um, approached USA Field Hockey with the concept of developing an American Development Model. Um, American Development Model is a framework for establishing a lifelong love of a sport. Um, it originated from Canadians' long-term athlete development model. And basically the concept is that sports are on the decline. We've done a really good job of um, forcing kids to specialize in sports too early, um, which has led to burnout and led to this over-specialization has also led to injuries and um, really made sports not that much fun anymore for kids. And the American development model, the whole purpose is to take a step back and say, how do we create a pathway to establish a lifelong love of the sport from the first time you discover the program all the way through as an adult, how you can stay actively involved as a player, as an umpire, as a coach, as a fan. And so we worked with the USOPC um, and their development team and did a lot of research with other companies such as the Aspen Institute Project Play which was founded by Tom Ferry in 2013, that did a lot of research as to um, what sports need to do to help athletes enjoy it from start to finish, with the, pro the, the whole purpose being more on fun throughout the way and less on the serious part of it and winning. Um, when you ask a kid what's important about sport, it's not winning. Winning actually ranks in the 40s, whereas it's about having fun with your friends. And so the American development model, we stepped back and worked with our coach education and learning team with Craig Parnham and Liz Chu and Phil Edwards, and now with Mark Hardy as well, um, on what can we do? What is special and unique about field hockey? And what does the development pathway need to look like so that kids fall in love with the sport from the moment they pick it up and realize that it's one of the top one of the top three popular sports in the world and that they can have a lifetime of enjoyment through it. So that was really the foundation of the American development model. And with that, we've developed a multitude of programs and equipment, modified equipment that support all the different stages of development. 
Yeah, and um, just to chime off of that, some of the things that we like to just say, um, you know, for people that are just learning about it and hearing about it, um, the ADM, what we like to call it, American Development Model, uh, it's really so that we're not treating a seven-year-old like a 17-year-old. You know, we, we need to treat kids like kids. You see this in the educational system all the time. You know, they're, they're really changing up the teaching styles um, and, you know, not just providing lectures to kids, but getting them engaged, having guided discovery, getting them involved and really figuring out how they learn and how they really take on uh, the content. So it's the same thing with sport. I mean, kids are learning, people are learning. We are constantly striving to learn new things but each of us learn differently. Um, and so the ADM really supports that, that people develop differently, kids develop differently, kids are completely different than adults. And so the language, the approach, um, it's, it's all, it all has to differ than if you're working with a high performance athlete. Um, and so that's what it really hits on. And it's not a philosophy of, every kid gets a trophy. That's not what we're saying. What we're trying to say is really support the needs of the individual um, so that it makes it fun and enjoyable for everyone. Because if the kids are enjoying it, they're going to want to learn, they're gonna to wanna to play more. And for you as a coach, as a parent, as a community, it's so much more rewarding. And we all know that all the benefits of sport, I mean, I don't have to get into that, but you know, long-term, that impact that it has, those life skills that they develop um, are just so important. And so if we're able to make field hockey more inclusive, more welcoming, um, more inviting with all of the model, this model, the programs and the resources that we've developed, more kids are gonna get out and play, more kids are going to stick around and play and continue to play, be active for life, be active in the game for life, um, and then just go on and be successful in other areas for them. And so that's really what, you know, the ADM is bigger than hockey. It's bigger than sport. It's really getting down to the individual itself and supporting what that uh, individual needs. Um, and the ADM is not just something that you'll see in field hockey, but you're gonna see in all other sports. As Sally said, this is driven by the United States Olympic and Paralympic Committee. All other sports are taking this on. There's actually, um, I'm involved in a working group with them. And the goal is within the next four years that all the other national governing bodies of sport will take on an ADM of their own. And so this language, this model that you're seeing here with field hockey, you're gonna see in other, other sports as well. So if your kids are taking, a, taking part in sport, what they see in field hockey is going to be the same in softball. It's going to be the same in soccer and the same in basketball. Um, and so then it's easier for kids to pick up different sports. Um, they're seeing some common language, some common approaches, and hopefully, again, making sport more welcoming and um, keeping kids in the game longer and active. So the tough thing, I guess, in, in America in particular, because of the, the setup and the environment of, of college sports, there's a, there's a huge drop-off post-collegiate um, sport. And I guess coming from a European club system where that just doesn't happen, there's that much more vertical learning that occurs where, where I remember, I think, back as a 13, 14-year-old boy playing with 
50-year-old, 45, 50-year-old men in the men's fourth team, for example. That just doesn't, that's not as, as natural that occurs within here. So uh, trying to encourage that lifelong participation is, is, is a tough challenge in America. Yeah, it's really a culture uh, shift that we have to do. So it's not just hockey, but in sport in general. Um, I think we see college, the, you know, collegiate sport as the end all be all, or if you're one to continue on to the national team, that's another thing, but that's such a small percentage, but playing sport, I mean, it's, it's so enjoyable, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how old you are. Uh, it doesn't matter what your skill level is. Just get out and play. Um, and it's just kind of funny what I've realized uh, just moving out here. I've picked up in different rec leagues, co-ed leagues, and I feel more of myself and more productive just because I'm going back to what I have always been used to growing up. You know, I was constantly on teams, constantly playing, and so why would I want to stop that, you know, after college? Um, and so I really think that uh, one of the cool things in uh, some of the programs that we have developed are uh, Discover, Play and Learn, Stick to Sports, Scouts program. Um, one of the perks of, uh, for a registration for a, a kid is that they get this equipment that comes with uh, their registration. They get to participate in the, in the clinic as well but they get an additional 36 inch stick for them to take home and play with their parents. And at the end of some of the sessions, we are encouraging coaches to allocate, you know, 10 minutes for the parents to come on and for the kids to teach what they just learned in that session to their parents and get them involved. This way they can go home and they can actually play and engage with someone and hopefully get their parents involved. Because we know when parents start playing, they get to see what their kids are seeing and experiencing. Like, oh, this is a really cool thing. I want to sign up my kid for future offerings. And then it's also like a family feel too. You get to have everybody involved rather than just feeling individual and alone. Because sometimes that can happen if you're the only person who does that sport in a household. So that's really neat to be able to, I know I would have loved that with my twin brother, like <laughs> to him instead of being like stand there and chase the ball I would love being able to have a stick in his hand and that's really that's a cool feature yeah we're very excited about that that element to it and about some of the new equipment we've created um, what we recognized really early on was that there's a, a lot of misunderstanding about field hockey in America um, I think primarily because many adults have never played it and so to get to see children pick up a stick that's appropriately sized. Um, you know, if a child, a small child picks up a stick that's too large, they're not going to succeed. They're not going to have fun. In fact, I watched my two-year-old nephew use a stick that was too long and he hit himself in the neck and he started crying and I thought, uh-oh. And th that's, you know, if you don't have a positive experience and it hurts or it's not fun, um, you're not going to keep doing it. And so Discover, which is the stage one of our ADM, is all about having a positive experience. It's about holding a stick and a ball and hitting the ball for the first time. And it doesn't matter if you're two or, or 62, it's about enjoying it and uh, deciding that you want to learn more about it because it's so much fun. And that's really been the goal of the Discover program 
is okay. give the kids the right size equipment and the right, the right ball and let them have at it. Um, so we go through Discover Stage 1. Do you mind delving into a bit more detail on the other five stages? Sure, I'd be happy to. So the five stages of the USA Field Hockey ADM are first is Discover, second is Play and Learn. Um, so Discover is when you truly are just in it for the first time. You're picking up a stick for the first time. You're, you're trying it. You're hitting the ball. Doesn't matter if you use the right side of the stick, the wrong side of the stick. Doesn't matter. You're just uh, exploring. In play and learn, that's when you're learning through play. It's a very learner-centered approach. And the goal is to um, just try it and to learn a little bit about how to stand, how to hold the stick, uh, how you're successful. Um, and we use a lot of questioning and a lot of teaching games for understanding game-based play to, to teach kids and adults how to succeed in field hockey how to, hold, to turn their stick over to hit a reverse stick, how to push the ball, how to hit the ball, how to stop the ball. But it's all about learning those skills through play. The third stage is then called compete and improve. And that's where kids are really entering gameplay for the first time, where they're learning the game through competition and again, through playing. Um, and fun has to run through every one of these, of these five stages. Um, the fourth stage is what we're calling seriously fun and peak performance. And that's where you're committed. You're working hard as an individual and as a team to improve your individual skills and your team tactics. And in some cases, for those in the peak performance category, they're focusing on nutrition. They're focusing on strength and conditioning. You know, they're focusing on taking their game to the highest level possible. And then the next stage is lifetime engagement. And that, while it's self-explanatory, um, when you look at a picture of our ADM structure, lifetime engagement is at the base. It's not a traditional um, development triangle where you've got youth and entry at the bottom going up to the pyramid of a tiny point. In our case, lifetime engagement is the base because it's the adults who are creating the future playing opportunities for younger kids. And, and who are really carrying the weight of the sport. Um, they're the ones who are coaching, they're the ones who are administrating, they're the ones who are umpiring, and they're the ones that are supporting the sport as a whole. And there are so many ways to stay engaged in field hockey throughout your life, whether playing um, recreationally or playing competitively in master's programs um, and coaching at any level, volunteering, professional coaching, and same with umpiring. So there's just a, a way to stay involved no matter what your age is. Fantastic. And what about um, tools and resources to, to support this? If someone was um, looking to find more information, where would they go? Yeah, so um, if you go onto the USA Field Hockey website, um, you'll see at the top panel will have different headers. We have one built out just for ADM. And so you can go to the ADM homepage and just do some exploring, um, check out some of the resources, uh, the programs that I had listed off, Discover, Play and Learn, Stick to Sports, Scouts. These are all introductory clinics um, and programs that we have developed with equipment and registration um, all tied in together. We provide curriculum to the coaches, um, and get them looped in uh, all the players uh, with a USA field hockey membership. And so this way, if you have a club, they automatically are in our system 
um, and they're able to following that first opportunity that they have, they can then go into additional club offerings, additional practices. So it's really a seamless process that we're trying to offer. Um, and again, making these uh, as affordable as possible, understanding that we want the kids just to come out and try. It needs to be affordable. It needs to be accessible. Parents don't want to spend hundreds of dollars on um, a beginner clinic and they're not sure if their kid's going to really take to the sport. And so we're pretty sure <laughs> that the kids will enjoy it, uh, that we'll have fun uh, just the way that we've built out the curriculum, the language that we're um, encouraging our coaches to use, um, and the support that we're encouraging them to provide. So we're pretty sure that the kids are going to love it. Um, actually, from all of our surveys, they, we've had like 100% say that they would continue on and pursue additional offerings. They would recommend the program to friends. Uh, and so it's been really successful. But again, making it affordable, making that first step into the sport um, easily accessible. And so that's what these programs are building out. In addition, we have um, developed different competitions or uh, uh, formats of competition. And so we have small sided games from our game on field hockey, which is a structured, smaller game format uh, for kids to play in. Um, and then we have something called walking hockey. So like Sally said, if you know, you're know you an adult or if you're a kid and running is really intimidating and that's gonna be something that's preventing you to going out and trying something, well, let's try out walking hockey. Um, and so it really levels a playing field. Uh, you're not having to run and um, use all the technical skills and you're just gonna be able to go out and play. And so it's just one of the other options that we're trying to make our sport accessible to all. Um, with our equipment, our big hit lately has been our Go Ball. Um, so it's a larger, lighter, modified ball that plays well on all surfaces. So if you've played ever played hockey in grass before and you're working with beginners, you tend to see the kids dragging the ball behind them or it's getting lost or it's, it's slowing them down. With the go ball, because it's larger and it's lighter, they're able to go and that's not even a thought in their mind. So they're moving, it's not slowed down um, and they're successful right away. And so you know if you're having success right away, it's more fun. Um, our game is technical, uh, so that is the challenge of it. So there is still that challenge piece to the game but having the right balance between success and challenge is really what we're trying to push out. Um, and so with the new equipment and with these new programs, that's what we're able to, uh, to provide. Now, Allie, you have, um, at Coaches Forum, they use the Go Ball. Uh, what did you think about that? I really enjoyed it. I thought it was just an interesting kind of also like, what's it called? Like, coordination hand-eye kind of thing too of seeing a bigger ball a lighter ball and feeling that out kind of like a sensory thing too I also I enjoyed it I know a bunch of us enjoyed it and we were like oh we have to use regular balls now but I know that we all found that it was really cool especially when we've coached too and we've used them in those kind of little bit of clinics or a little bit of private lessons or whatever we've had that girls really like using it um early on they're like oh, I love this and then you throw a real ball at them and they're like okay now I understand like I have to maybe use a little more muscle to pull the ball or 
something like that. So I think they're great. I really enjoy them as well. I wanted to order a bunch of them. So. And I think if you look at it as well, it's a really nice development because you think about tennis, for example, that would be a good example where there's a lot of equipment modification when in the early stages, they have the transition balls that, that bounce higher, that are lighter and easier to hit. And sort of, if you, I think back to my stage, fundamental stage of learning hockey, I was thrown a, a stick and a, and a normal ball. And that is definitely not a, a recipe for, for, getting as much development as possible and the gobles are, are a fantastic piece of equipment is there any other um equipment that you guys have come up with besides the go ball i've noticed there's some go cards how are those used in development sure i'll take that one um the go cards are cards that make teaching field hockey absolutely turnkey. We currently have a set of 50 go-cards, which is 50 games that kids can play to learn the skills of field hockey. And the cards are so simple. The front is a um, what equipment you need and how you can play the game. And then the back is coaching tips so that anyone, even someone who's never played field hockey before, can help learn and teach how to play the game correctly. And the game, the go-karts support our small-sided game, which is a 4v4 game that's played without penalty corners, without, without um, major equipment needs. Um, and it really encourages the kids to get involved by having coaching roles, umpiring roles, and leadership roles right within the game. So go-karts and Game On are available on our website. And we're really excited because we are about to launch a series two of those called challenge cards, which are for kids in the compete and improve stage. Um, so what we've tried to do is, is make sure that we have curriculum and support to help grassroots developers um, teach whatever stage of uh, learning their participants are in. And then one other piece of equipment I'd like to talk about is our new plastic stick. Um, we try really hard to introduce field hockey as part of PE curriculum. And we go to annual PE conventions and we talk to PE teachers all the time about introducing the Olympic sport of field hockey in their PE curriculum. And time and time again, we hear PE teachers say, oh, I'm worried about the stick. I'm worried about the wood stick and the hard ball. So we developed a plastic stick that doesn't damage gym floors, doesn't hurt, it's softer. And uh, between the plastic sticks and the go balls, it has been an absolute game changer for what PE teachers have to say about it. They're so excited. Whereas before they were nervous about the safety, now they're just excited to introduce the game. And that's been just a, a really big game changer for USA field hockey and for uh, the introduction of field hockey throughout the country. I think that's a, a fantastic piece. I mean, I, in my, my, I was previously a PE teacher for 10 years and I worked, always worked in schools where, where uh, field hockey was taught and it's a great opportunity to get, um, get boys and girls into the sport at a young age and, and try and get that hook. That's something that they just really enjoy doing. And I think the experience for most people um, when they start playing hockey is they really enjoy it. Um, so it's just a case of really trying to expose as many different boys and girls um, as we can to, to increase those numbers. Absolutely. 
Um, the other program I'd like to just touch on briefly is our Sticks to Sports program. So as part of our ADM development, we've worked very closely with a number of, of organizations, both in the United States and internationally. And specifically, I'd like to uh, shout out two of those. One is US Lacrosse and the other is England Hockey. Um, we talk regularly to those two organizations, as well as other, other groups within the U.S., such as USA Hockey and USA Water Polo and many others. But um, we developed a program in conjunction with U.S. Lacrosse called Stick Two Sports. Obviously, we are both stick sports. They play with a stick in the air. We play with a stick on the ground. Um, but we offer a um, clinic for boys and girls ages really four to 15, um, to allow children to try both sports in one setting for a small amount of money. And the Stick to Sports program is, has been wildly successful because we're really putting our money where our mouth is in terms of multi-sport participation. Um, and as a result, we were thrilled to be honored by Project Play as a Project Play champion for organizations that are um, promoting the value of multi-sport participation. And, and that's been a really exciting, and we look to expand that um, in the future. I certainly have seen a lot of the stuff that, um, the, that lacrosse have done, and there's, there are so many transferable skills, so they sort of, they go nicely hand in hand to work together, and it's good to, to see the two organizations working to, to encourage participation. Um, that is about all we've got time for today. Jenna, Sally, and Ali, thank you very much for your time. It's been a pleasure to talk about the uh, American development model, and it's been a pleasure to, to have some time with you girls. Thank you so much. Brilliant. Girls, stay safe, and I look forward to chatting with you soon. Join Harrow Sports as they present homeskilling. Harrow will be releasing instructional videos from players and coaches around the world to encourage players to stay active during this period of social distancing. Get your whole family involved. Harrow is offering a free second stick and ball with all qualifying stick purchases over $100. Visit Harrow's website at harrowsports.com to get involved. Looking in a stride here by Gregor. Oh, lovely bit of work here by Gregor. Can she get it on the score sheet? Across the goal there from Gregor. Well, it's another solo goal here. Thank you for joining us on In the Circle. Come back next week for another look inside USA Field Hockey.